Peace, peace to the gods and goddesses, kings and queens of earth. I'm your host, Kane. I'm always happy to join you here, and I'm gathered here with my host today. Richard. And we, and this is the I'm in Rock Connections. Again, I'd like to thank you for joining us here. And today, we're going to be discussing artificial and organic. The art, you know, um, we can say artificial lifestyles. We can say artificial mindsets. Artificial and organic um, really tie into a lot of things, and... It's, um, I think it's a very important concept that we have to grasp and get a handle on because um, they pretty much affect our everyday lives from things that are organic and things that are artificial to things how they can um, help and contribute to our lives. So if we, and they contribute to our lives in different ways and with different, and um, yeah, they contribute to our lives in different ways. So I think it's important to, made the distinction of what is organic and what is artificial and um, how do each of those things can contribute to our lives and in what ways. And so with that, we will get started. But as always, um, we get started with a current event. And I definitely had something I wanted to discuss as far as the current event. And it is, I don't know if um, many of you heard about it. I know it's probably been a recent development. Nothing that has uh, apparently been too serious now, but... I'm definitely keeping my eye on the recent development of the um the monkeypox, monkeypox yeah, and smallpox, yeah. right? And so yeah. that was um that that was another thing that is just um as we can see, you know, one thing I like to point out is that there's um a deadly virus around every four years: SARS, Ebola, coronavirus, bird flu, swine flu, just to name a few. They're seen that I've been around, and it's um. There, you know, it's it's usually a political agenda behind it. Um, they're us they're usually um, uh, subtle nuances and things people try legislation people are trying to get passed behind the bills versus an actual um, versus that versus an actual uh. Health crisis. You're right. Exactly. Thank you. I was. I don't know why I was having a brain fart, but actually having an actual, uh, an actual health crisis, and that's one thing that I just want to look at to for us to be vigilant of when we look at the um the the smallpox, uh, smallpox and monkeypox because COVID was definitely a giant power grab that I can see from uh a lot a lot of the, how the top one percent consolidated a lot of power, how the middle class lost a lot of resources and. It was, you know, it was all in the name of a health crisis, but I think when we look a lot into it, a lot more into it with the gain of function, um, with the, uh, you know, the bio labs and the bio lab leaks and those type of things, I think we can look and say there may have been a little more foul play than uh, we we would like to give credit for. So I just wanted to, I just want to keep that in the front of our mind as the smallpox. Uh, monkeypox um, bandwagon comes about because I can um, and also notice in front of research that I'm doing that it is not as viral or as contagious as COVID or influenza type diseases so if I it, it would just definitely be a stretch if I could see them trying to enforce the same lockdown measures as they did for COVID that they did for monkeypox I mean they didn't even work for COVID and weren't really at you know that ethical or um efficient for COVID, but even for something that's not as contagious as COVID, would I think this be a clear sign of that this is just a a power grab to for 
for for the political state to see what they can and can't get away with. So I think that's important for us to be vigilant and um, seeing how health crisis can be used to um, influence our lives in political ways to make us um, have less momentum over the things we do and choose in our lives. Any Anything you want to add to that, Richard, that you can think about on that? Yeah, I would like to include, let's not forget funding. Yeah. Okay? Because if you bring something up like that, Perhaps the bio labs need funding, so we're gonna make a big deal. We're gonna release some stuff, and like Kane said, it is not easily transmissible. So it's not that big of an alarm unless you're going to see to it that it's transmissible. Okay, right. and even the small transmissions can be blown up to be really big trans transmissions or big things, um, because these there's a lot of money to be made in research and development. It reminds me of that woman, uh, I don't know if she went to jail yet for it, but raised billions of dollars on that research and development of taking one blood prick, one drop of blood, and being able to analyze it for all of these diseases, right? So um, there's a lot of money to be made in biotech, biochemistry, bio research and development. Right. So right. monkeypox, is a good way to do that. I mean, like, they're probably saying, like, wow, they did that with the coronavirus. Why can't we do that? All right, come on, let's throw out this monkey pox. Right. Okay. And um, I, I definitely think you just uh, brought up a very good point, like you said, with the funding and how it, you know, it, it can be used to garnish a lot of resources and a lot of, um, uh, um, economical gain, but then a lot of the things I like to, I think, point out is that the the taxpayers get very little benefit out of these things that usually pump a lot of tax dollars and a lot of tax resources into. So I think it's just um, something that, like, that, again, that was a very good point that Richard brought up with the finances and who, you know, who gains the benefit from the, um, because I've already been hearing about a monkeypox vaccine. You know, I've been, you know, hearing that, uh, that they, I, I mean, um, I don't have a laptop in front of me right now, but I was seeing a few articles where they were talking about um, they, there's not going to be a shortage of doses on the, the monkeypox vaccine and that every, you know, it should be, you know, enough already. And I'm like, on the vac- and so now is this just going to be the the one, you know, one size shoe fits all every time something comes, vaccine, vaccine, and every, you know, and, and again, that just goes back into like what you said with the money, the companies that get funded to make the, the vaccines, distributions, the, um, the, the, the medical system, all of, all of the different uh, drug companies and pharma, pharma, pharmaceutical companies that are even um, getting a lot of money off of the pre- preventative drugs, which are um, even harder to come by because I think, you know, the establishment is really trying to push the vaccine narrative, but even the pharmaceutical companies are still um, receiving a high push off of the um, preventative drugs and the preventative care, which is, if you um, look into Dr. Peter McCullough, he's definitely um, has given a lot of information on preventative COVID care and how um, different basically different like no no nasal treatments uh taking different antibiotics and different things to preventatively will have a far better impact on covid than just 
sitting around, waiting till you get too sick, waiting till the symptoms are way too severe, and then heading to the hospital. And so I think um, even with the preventative care and the preventative treatments, those things are um, even, you know, those things have also in, uh, caused an increase to the pharmaceutical um, industry. So all of these things, either if you look at it from a vaccine um, standpoint or even if you look at it from a pharmaceutical, uh, you know, drug standpoint, each, you know, the, the, the industry is still making money off of the pandemic in either way. Right. And that is that is an example of what Kane just said is an example of organic versus artificial. Mm. So if you boost your immune system, keep your immune system up to par, your immune system will handle those things. If you don't, and you wait till the last minute, then you're running for the artificial pharmaceuticals, and eh, you may not, you may or you may not uh, make it. Right, and this is, and honestly, Richard, this was a perfect segue into um, our topic of discussion because when you said, uh, when you brought up that, that made me think about um, natural immunity. Right. The whole, I, I know you I'll probably remember the discussion where they were having natural immunity. And, you know, vaccinations and how, I mean, for the longest, and this is, I think this is a very good example of a principle that we will see will have a, a continuing trend um, throughout the day or throughout the episode is that um, even from the example that we can use right now, as we can say that our natural immunity will be the organic, um, our, our, the organic, our immune system will be the organic version of immunity and then we have the vaccination and other um other suppressants that are will be the artificial version of the immune system and so in in even in the 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 clear science today it it says that natural immunity is has always reigned supreme over um being vaccinated Mm -hmm. that if you you know that if you caught a disease that um obviously didn't kill you you know, and was infectious that once your body healed and naturally went through its process of combating that, that you would have a higher resistive immunity than people who've gotten vaccinated. Yes, they do offer some, both both do offer some forms of protection, but the organic, um, the organic route is always more robust than the inorganic route. Right. And, if, and this is, um, this is a, a a common principle that you can see that holds true in a lot of different facets versus organic versus inorganic. Let's even take working out, for example. Let's just take the people who take the organic route of actually putting in the hard work, going to the gym, making sure they eat right, making sure they exercise right to get the, the results and bodies that they have versus the people that just eat whatever they want. And then just say, I'm just going to go to um, the doctor and just have the surgeries. And so even with the health benefits of even and typically, and this is another example that we can get from the artificial versus the organic, um, is that the organic usually yields better health results, better results in the in the actual world than the artificial um, pathway mm-hmm. so it, it you may have you 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 usually have to put more work with the organic route that's why we a lot of people look to the art, artificial route because it's quicker and faster but even um but it does not yield the same health benefits outcomes and we can even look i, I even would say this would be the same thing for mentally as it would be for um our, um 
physically. And so we can see that when you when you go through an organic route, it it will it, it does take more time, but it will yield more of a beneficial result for the user. And um, just before we even continue, just to get a clear, um, I guess, definition on what we consider artificial and what we consider organic. And um, I don't, because I don't have the definition in front of me, but just even going off the top of my head to define organic, would I would define organic as uh, stemming from the original source of nature. So basically the first, you know, the first, product of how nature produces something is the organic form of you know that thing itself so you know obviously water would be the organic liquid you know um hydrogen oxygen nitrogen or like organic gases and so you know the you know, it's just what what nature makes within itself without human interaction so nature will create this thing without humans have to interact interact with it for it to be so this is something that's organic, and then when we and when we define artificial, I, I I define artificial as a a byproduct of organic synthesis, basically. So when you take organic material and you combine it in different ways, you get something artificial, and it's um is I think is important to note that the art of the organic always borns to artificial. So the artificial always comes from the organic. You can never get um or organic, you know, an organic thing out of something that was artificial. And so that was um uh, you know, I think that was a a a, a kind of a important distinction to make as we continue the conversation on uh, Richard. You, you know, know, what you just said sparked something in my head <clears throat> because White and black people, you know, people of color, like when you put those in the two categories, black and white, um, like Kane was saying, you cannot get organic out of artificial, but you can get artificial out of organic. You can't get black from white, but you can get white from black. Right. right. Same thing. And when I like my approach to organic and artificial, I like to use gardening agriculture right <clears throat> and I used to wonder why is it that um, you have to use these chemical fertilizers and these pesticides and herbicides and all these other things that you have to put on the plants in order for you to get this result yet they cost less than organic the things that you don't have to put all that stuff in you don't have to put chemical fertilizer blah 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 on organics you don't have to even put pesticides. You can use natural ways of keeping the creatures off by planting certain plants that attract certain bugs and birds that eat the insects that eat your crop. So there's those organic ways of growing your food. And then there's the artificial way using the chemical fertilizers and things. Now you can get the fertilizers out of cows, dung, um, bat, they have certain words to describe the excrement of different animals. Manure. Uh, manure. Yeah, I don't remember all of them, but I remember someone running that by me. Mm, okay. You know, it's not all doo-doo. Right, right, right. <laughs> right? They, have, they have chemical or whatever. They have words to describe the different excrement from different animals, right? But anyway, those things, chickens, bats, you know, birds and other things, 
excrete certain things that are good for the soil. Also, uh, composting, you know, you have a banana that you eat, the peel goes in the ground in the dirt. The apple, the, all, the, all of the fruit and vegetable waste goes back into the dirt. Your leaves, your, your grass, your whatever can go back into the dirt. Um, you want to put carbon back into the soil, right? So if your soil is carbon deficient, you're not going to have good crop. Right. So that is all organic. And then you have the artificial things that you put in that makes it grow faster. And like Kane said, it's going to take time. You, you have to be patient um, to heal yourself as a process in, in the organic way. In the artificial way, you heal by popping a pill. Right. You know, you don't really address the cause of why you're ill, but you have something to make the ill go away while your body heals itself, right? You don't feel the pain anymore, but your body's still healing itself. You threw some chemicals in there to keep you from feeling the pain or to relax your muscle or to do whatever, but it's really actually your body that's still, on the most part, healing yourself. But now you just put all this artificial stuff yeah. that has side effects in your body, right? So it's always good to be organic and organic is natural and we're a natural people and the people who classify themselves as white really likes their artificial because when you are a byproduct of natural it's okay it doesn't harm you as much as it does harm the natural right and i think that's uh, another thing that uh it's important to realize that um even if we look in our day-to-day lives and, and see, you know, um, artificial, artificial structures have to be maintained, have to have maintenance on them, or they will end up collapsing, you know, because they're, by design, were not designed to, to they can fit into a space, but they weren't designed to be there. Mm. And so that's um, why you constantly have to maintain them because the natural order of things will continue to break those things down because it wasn't designed to be here. Capitalism. And so, and, it, and, there, and this is even, um, like we were saying, like I was saying earlier, how uh, Richard brought up this, uh, brought up a good example of capitalism, how this even deals with um, our mind as well because you know I think um, I'm, I'm a very big proponent of like mentalism and like everything stems from our mind you know the, how, how we are and how we be in our mind is how we will show up and result in the world and so um, and so and so with that so if you have um, artificial thoughts is just like even like as like Richard brought up with capitalism, right? So like someone will be like, okay, how is um necessarily capitalism capitalism artificial is because you're using a a um, byproduct as a as because it's all because it's all because the biggest thing about um artificial is that is it's a byproduct of something else. So you could use something else to do this, but you're substituting this unnatural thing to fit in its place. And so where and where we find ourselves doing that, and like we said with the capitalism, is that is um organically we have to exchange 
with each other. You know, we have to, um, you know, we all have to eat. We all have to provide shelter for ourselves and we all have to um, heal and, and feed ourselves. So these are these are just natural interactions that we must have with nature in and of themselves. So we can use that. That's where um, the, I guess, where they call the bartering and trade system, all that comes from is because it's just a natural means of exchanging what, you know, the service and products I provide in the place and, and as far as the service and products you provide in the place. It's not, it's not about what the product and service is worth. It's about I we both need these things to exchange with each other. But the whole, you know, the capitalism comes in is where you start, um, when you start putting this artificial aspect of money attached to these certain values, now they start to represent different things in, in in the minds of people. You know, it's not it's not that they actually represent um anything any more different than uh, in the actual intrinsic world within themselves, it's not that you know the the grass is worth more because you paid more money for it. It's worth the same thing that it was always worth. You just decided how much to give or not give to it. And yeah. so, or somebody outside of you, if I wanted to trade with Cain, me and him just trade with one another. Right. But if someone sticks capitalism in between, now we're using money. And then someone else is controlling the value of that money. Right. So therefore, they're controlling the value of the trade, trade. between me and Kane. Right. Not me and Kane. Right. Right. And and that's where and that's another, um, that's another thing that is important about, um, I would say the the organic is that the organic is, you you, influ um, you influence with your own organic experience. So it's like, it's like when you, you know, you working out yourself, you have to go to the gym, you have to decide what you want to do and you have to decide um, how long and for what you're going to do it for. And when you, typically when there are artificial means and, and places to come about, there is a, either a service or a product that's the, in, that's the intermediate man mm -hmm. that takes that takes you out of that space. So instead of me getting the right food and healing myself and doing these things, I just go to the medical system and go to the doctor. Instead of, again, back to the gym analogy, instead of going to the gym and doing the things that I need to do personally, I'm just going to, uh, I'm just going to go to the um, surgeon and have him, you know, he's going to be the intermediary person. And even with, um, you know, I, you know, I guess people have like, um, uh, even our, our, I would even consider religion an artificial form of like spirituality of a, or of an organic relationship with nature. That you know, you you take an organic relationship with your own soul and with your own self, and that's you know that's you personally. No one you know no one can tell you about your own path that you're taking toward you know in into your own self and into your own path. So only you can understand and direct you to the path that you want to go down but then they then you take religions and certain aspects and now the 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 pastor and the and the religion becomes the intermediate between you and that creative force and so that's and that's another thing about the artificials that it, it's adding steps to where the organic is going straight to the source and it, i mean it's even just like research right even in, i don't know how many people listening have been to college or have done like 
uh, papers on, you know, just a, some, you know, a academic level. But one thing that they always advise us to do is that they always advise us to get um, source material. So if we can get material that came from the source of the person that said it and not first or second hand accounts, the source material is always the most, um, the most, um, is the most beneficial. This is the same analogy again we can take with the organic. The organic, you know, the organic, since it being the closest to the creative force, has the most nutrients, has the most substance, has the most um, uh, efficiency that you can get from it. Once you start, um, it, it's almost like a, um, it's almost like, a, it's, uh, I almost had picture, but yes, that once you get certain, it's certain. Hot, once you get closer and closer to the image, it gets blur, you know, blurrier and blurrier. So you want to stay, you want to get the clearest image as possible without having to dilute it. And so every time we add other artificial compounders and things to a mixture or to an organic process, we're diluting the we're diluting the minerals, the substance, and the organic quality of the thing itself. And so this is. Um, I think this is very important because we and the because because the biggest thing about this is that the artificial it can it cannot it, if we're not paying attention in our mind we can allow it to replace the organic spaces in life and that's where um it's very dangerous because the the it, the or the artificial spaces in life like we said earlier have to be maintained so if we're not if we're if we're not putting the right constant um energy on maintaining the systems as well and and just seeing and seeing it as something that's supposed to happen it is there always are going to be a lot of tensions a lot of hiccups in the road and so this is why the close you know the closer we can make anything to a natural system the the more we would get out of it because it hasn't been diluted down through you know um losing you know losing its original purpose and it's an original it's original um function and so i think um when we when we look in our lives and we look in the world and we try to identify okay what is organic and what is what is artificial i think we have to really you know start to see what what can be yielded from this what you know what's going to give me the most beneficial yield of you know substance and nutrients um, that I can necessarily get from this. And like I said, this doesn't, um, I know it sounds like it's, it, it may have to deal with, you know, the plants and the foods that we eat and the, um, the, um, the, um, the plants and the foods and the things that we digest and, and take into our more like of a fit, you know, cause it sounds like, okay, you're talking about my body. You're talking about the food I eat. You're talking about, um, the, the way I live my life. So people would think it's, it's okay as long as I stick to organic foods, organic, um you know, materials, you know, but it also has, like we said, has to deal with your mind as well because you can have, um what I can say, be inorganic thoughts. You can have artificial thoughts. And uh, I, I think a good example of an artificial thought would be, um I have a few, we have, uh, Richard said capitalism because you're monetizing a natural object because again money is an artificial concept you know you have to you know money wouldn't exist without humans making it and that's the that's the thing about artificial is that it's not going to exist unless 
the inventor of it made it, you know, brought it out, brought it into forth into actual reality. So if no humans thought about money, no no one, you know, money's just not going to print itself and just start laying around on the ground everywhere and taking the value of things. We we have to give it that power in our mind. And so this is why I said it's important even with going with artificial thoughts because you can you can take you can take something that you see in nature and because you may not fully understand what is being looked at, you give you contrive it to an artificial aspect or an artificial concept. And um a very good example that I think we can all relate to is a shadow, right? Because we all seen shadows, we all look at shadows and um people would consider a necessarily a shadow a thing itself because you see a shadow it's there and but really is I think you know when when we we look at it on a deeper level and really understand what we're looking at a shadow is not a thing a shadow is the absence of something you know it's the a shadow is the absence of light being you know so that's why you because you only get a shadow in certain conditions you have to have a light source you have to have an object blocking that light source. And when you get those conditions, you produce the shadow. The shadow is there, but without the thing that's casting the shadow, the shadow does not exist on its own. And so you can't you, you can't then look at the shadow as its own thing just because you see it as a something separate from something else. So this is what, you know, I, I think is kind of a... a, a, a I don't think it's too hard of an analogy to grasp, but if you really understand what I'm saying, you can see how we can give rise to artificial thoughts in our own mind and in our own heads every day. Because another one I think would be an example would be um, pedophilia or homosexuality. I think those are other um, artificial thoughts that we have in our mind. They don't really, you know, they don't really serve any purpose in nature necessarily. It's just something we've contrived in our own minds to. Um, to really give benefit and pleasure to our own selves, but it doesn't really serve any purpose or really have any higher function. And so I think that's what, you know, the biggest thing we have to realize when we um, talk about organic and artificial is that the um, the organic is, it stands on its own because those are intrans- intrinsic values of nature. And so that, and and that's where the more that, and so there are always going to be values. They're always going to be and exist in nature. So this is why the clo- the closer we align ourselves to those things, the more longevity we end up having, because nature has no choice but to exist the way it exists. The artificial only can be, like we said, be be maintained for so long, and you only can do so much maintenance on so many things. So this is why you see especially I think in the past, like this is why an example you can have what I would consider an organic civilization, like the Kemetic dynasty that can have dynasty that lasts thousands and thousands and thousands of years because they're living according to an organic system. They're living the closest to nature that they can be. But once you start, once you start to see it in the fall of Kemet and it started turning into Egypt and we start getting, you know, European kings, European dynasties, we start to see that they only last roughly around 500 to 600 years but that's because, again, it goes back to that the artificial can never last as long as the organic. And so this is the, another aspect of, of us seeing that playing out in modern history is if we look at the modern civilizations and how modern dynasties have a hard time 
going past 500, 600 years. That's because they're from the capitalism to the science to the way that we interact with each other. It's, it's a lot of it is based off of artificial thoughts. And so, again, it, you know, I mean, even no matter how much maintenance you do on something artificial, it's not, it's not going to last forever. It's like your car. It always breaks down, you know, no matter how much, how good you treat the car and all, you could get as much maintenance on it every day, every oil change that you need right on time, brakes, inspection, everything, you know, put as much money as you can need into a car. It's not going to make the car last forever. It, it has a, it has a span, it has a cycle, and the car is not going to replicate itself. Yes, even organic things break down and have life cycles, but as we can see, organic things can reproduce can self-replicate. They can reproduce on their own so they already account for. They know the fact that they're going to break down. And so that's a, that was built into the design by saying, okay, we're going to self-replicate as we're breaking down. The art, again, artificial things don't do that. This is why you need an intermediate to, self, to act as the self-replicator. We have to come and keep replicating the artificial things because it can't do what the organic space has already done. And so um, I think this is very important because even when we look at indigenous cultures and indigenous people, that, you know, if you want to think of an organic um, lifestyle, we can think of indigenous people. And we don't, that doesn't necessarily have to mean that they have to be tribal or primitive people. There are organic technologies that we can um, tap into, that we can hone into as well, that... Um, can yield can can yield a lot more effectiveness for the world around us, but I think you know we've been so ingrained into thinking artificially that even the thoughts of how we think about how the technologies at work are from an artificial state. Um, Richard, anything you wanted to add on that? I know that was kind of long with it. Yeah, yeah, and um, artificial thought. I like the way you um, explain the shadow as a lack of sunshine. Uh, sunlight or light itself that's what produces a shadow and um, also that in that same vein uh, we like to say when I was coming up when I was younger you know we called ourselves cool right, right. I guess the young folks still and even your old folks <clears throat> you know we talk about how cool we are right you know like well, we're cool man right. that's cool well cool is also an artificial mindset because being cool is what a lack of warmth just like a shadow is a lack of light. So that's a, a way of understanding artificial thinking, artificial thought process. We start to say things that doesn't make sense naturally, um, and we're programmed and we're trained to do so. And another organic way uh, uh, versus artificial is like when we go to the gym, <clears throat> we go to the gym to exercise, to work out, work our bodies out. Well, that's artificial because you can go out and chop some wood and get the same results. You can go out, work in the yard, you can grow some food, you can garden, you can do the agriculture, get into the ground, get on the ground, roll on the ground, play in the dirt, and you can get the same benefits in that organic way as you would going to a gym, paying somebody, driving there, and doing all of the things that they condition you to do before and after you work out with those metal parts, right? So that's a clear example of organic and artificial, and then our mindset does not allow us to see that. Right, and I, cause I, cause I think I, I just made that, 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 that clear mistake because it even 
made the point of um needing an intermediary because the gym is the you know if artificial spaces need the intermediate space the gym is the intermediate space for the artificial realm versus like you said the organic is like you know you know what stops you from going outside you just go outside mm-hmm. you know and so it's like it's, it's you know as long as you you know you have the tools you can interact with nature how you want to interact with it no one's can bar you or can necessarily stop you from doing that but you you know without this the weight so without the membership of the gym you're you know they're they're the in, they're like the, the um, they're the intermediate that it stands in between what you're trying to accomplish and what you want to do right and I, and while you're out there chopping wood see you're chopping on a tree you're chopping the limbs you're chopping wood into pieces so that you can use in your fireplace to heat you during the winter so you're producing work at the same time that you're working out that's organic mm-hmm. Right, and I definitely and see even um even when we look at it is you know the organic, it is it, is yielding more because now instead of just getting a good workout, you got a good workout and you got something productive out of the workout right. as well. Absolutely. And so it's um. You're growing food to eat. Right. You can feed your family and get a good workout. Right. You're producing firewood for the heat in the winter time for your family. That's a good workout. That's a that's organic. Right. And so, and I think, and I think that's even, um, it even kind of even put me in a different mindset because I'm like, if I could work out, what like you know, would I rather want to do a bunch of work just to say, you know, to just help my body out and you know, do a bunch of work? Yeah, my heart, and my condition, and my body's better. Or would I want to get that and get something I could use out of that as well? Right. You know, it's like even when I'm starting to look at it, I mean, I'm looking at it at efficiency, like. I could, you know, I could get a good workout, some conditioning from my heart, and I can get something that could benefit my family in the long run, or I could just get conditioning and working out my heart, and that was it. I didn't get anything that could benefit, you know. I mean, it, it, the both, you know, conditioning. In the first example, I got all three things, and all three things helped me out. I got, you know, better body, better heart, and food, and, you know, resources that help, you know, do something with whether I, you know, clean something around the house, you know, mm-hmm. worked around, you know, just did something around to make my space better. I did that. And then also I did, um, versus just going to the gym and not getting that actual tangible substantive value out of going. You got right. the first two things. And I, again, I think it, it, it all fits into the example of um, artificial and organic. And so I think I think it's important to really realize that you know, as a society, we are more and more being led away from the organic ways of life, the organic ways to have and build families. And I think it's a very dangerous thing because we're. All, I think it's a quick path to our destruction. You mm-hmm. know, I, I don't think I don't think a lot of people are. Um, I think we're slowly becoming wise enough to realize that. But I think that's something our ancient ancestors understood for a long time. That's why they didn't. They necessarily. I think. I think modern society sees it as they didn't have the wherewithal to do it. I see it as they were wise enough to know not to. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so, um, and so that was just just um, because you can don't mean you should. Definitely. And so, I definitely think if if you can have if you can have uh, the things that our ancient you know ancestors created, I, I just only imagine the other things that they chose not to do as well. Right. And so, um, I think that's very like important. pollute the environment. Right. And, and and things of that nature. So I, I'm pretty sure it's uh, 
and, um, and, and that's even another thing as well that we didn't even get a chance to go into how the, the effects of the organic and artificial and how typically the organic doesn't have any negative effects on the environment around it as well, but the artificial nine times more than 10 does have negative effects on you and the environment. Absolutely. So it's just, um, it, you know, it's a, it's just a, a very, um, it's, it's a very, uh, broad topic and there's a lot that goes into it. And I definitely think, um, like we said, really stem, stemming from the mind and understanding, getting the you know closer to organic thoughts and thoughts that line up with our own nature of cells and not line up with our nature and line up with the nature of reality uh are important and so i think it's uh, i think we have had a culture for you know not we as black people but just we as just society you know for the past you know ever since you know i think a lot of that has come with imperialism and uh, industrialism, it, you know, I think those are just different versions of diving deeper into artificial thinking and artificial right. thoughts. And so it's, you know, um, I think we, you know, then you've had some different sets of people that have kind of combated that as well. And so um, it, it's different thing. It's a, a like we said, a, a plethora of topics that go into artificial thoughts and, and things. But I definitely, um, I think we did a good job of encapsulating the main aspects of what makes something organic and what makes something artificial and why, um, you know, why you can, you know, and, and the benefits to each. And usually, like, just to be quick, you know, usually the benefits for something artificial is that you get you get it faster. That's pretty much the, the um, you can, you can get more of it faster. That is the, 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 the um, benefits of, dealing with an artificial path so it's like you know you could wait eight years for a sheep to grow or i can clone it and i can clone it in the tube and get one uh, three three full sheep in six months you know so it's like what are going to be the health effects of the sheep if that you clone the three versus the one sheep you know it took nine years for this one sheep to grow up on its own but you could clone three sheep you could clone eight sheep in, in the time but what that are the right that won't live long and what are the value of the sheep as well like right. or like you know just as far as you know you got eight sheep that won't live a quarter of the life this one sheep will so it's like um you know it, it's just something to really um look at it's like if you're if you're if you're if you want to get um physical results um, then the artificial always seems like a better result because you'll get more for what you put in. But if you want to get longevity, or organic always seems to be the way to go because you'll get a longer span of what you get for what you want to put in. And so I think um, that's important for us to realize as we're coming up on these um, crucial times in our lives and just um, really coming up on this awakening that we go through. So... We um like I said, we like to appreciate you. We appreciate you for joining us here at the Amara, at the Amara Connections. Uh, before we wrap up, Richard, any any last things that you want to say before we, um, close the podcast for tonight? Power to the people. Yes, always and definitely, um, learn. You know, all we want to always encourage people to learn about themselves. Work with, work with our own people and work with like-minded brothers and sisters to just um show up more in the world every day so we again we look forward to we look forward to hearing your comments please follow us on uh patai amin at facebook 
And again, thank you for joining us here on the Amara Connections. I'm your host, Kane. I was here, I was joined here with Richard. And we appreciate you for joining us. Y'all have a wonderful day and thank you so much.